And hello everybody, we're back for another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast, 12 questions version. My name is Jeff Gluck. Uh, this week we have Daniel Suarez on the 12 questions. Such a nice guy. I don't know if any of you have paid much attention to Suarez, his personality as he's come up through the ranks, but really just a genuinely nice guy from what I've seen so far. Excited to see what he can do at the cup level and uh, get to know him a little bit better as his personality gets out there some more. We did this interview on Texas race morning and it was Outsiders Motorhome. It was a little bit windy. So if you hear some wind noise, um, that's what that's all about. Sorry, it wasn't a more uh, pristine environment, but you got to do the interviews when you can sometimes. So that's where we did it. Um, So let's hear what Daniel Suarez had to say. If you're blocking the wind, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not fat enough. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to block the wind. I'm here with Daniel Suarez. We're in the Texas Motor Speedway garage. Um, we'll roll right into them here. Uh, Daniel, how much of your success is based on your natural ability, and how much has come from working at it? That's a very good question. I really feel like you need to have some natural ability, but on this point of the sport. The national series, in Xfinity series, and in the in the, in the most energy NASCAR Cup series, I feel like most of the drivers they have the same ability, and all depends how hard the team and the driver work uh, for every single race. Okay. Very interesting. So uh, Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, and obviously Carl have all left in the past few years. What is the your pitch for fans of theirs to become fans of yours? That's a good one too. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's hard to 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 answer that question, but uh, you know, uh, I'm just I'm I'm just trying to to make my way into into the into the sport, I'm trying to be successful. Uh, obviously, uh, I will never get to the point to get the seat of Tony Stewart, Kyle Edwards, or, or Jeff Gordon. Those are great names of the sport. Uh, actually, they are names that I grew up. Uh, looking at and, uh, and for me it would be very good if someday uh, you know some fans of these guys they start to support me okay what is the hardest part of your job away from the racetrack my hardest part of my job away from the racetrack is just for myself I stay away from family that long uh, my family is not obviously in, in North Carolina it's not in, in the United States and and it's difficult with the schedule that we have it's difficult just to just to travel um, you know, uh, every week to Mexico to to see my family. So uh, that's that's maybe one of the toughest parts that I, that I feel. So let's say a fan spots you eating out in a nice restaurant. Should they come up to you for an autograph or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sure. No problem. Actually, I like that. Uh, actually, just 30 minutes ago, I saw a kid watch uh, walking on the on the parking on the parking lot uh, he had a Suarez t-shirt and I just stopped by and I saw his shirt so I, I, I kind of I like that a lot what was his reaction he was kind of surprised he was scared at the beginning but <laughs> he was kind of surprised I just like you know to do that kind of things that's cool um, what is a story in NASCAR that doesn't get enough coverage man I don't know I really feel like NASCAR got everything covered very well um, I don't know maybe same championships of Jimmy Johnson. I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if uh, someone is going to be able to get that done again or five consecutive uh, championships. Uh, you know, I grew up watching a lot of that, and 
And I, I feel like he got a lot of cover anyway. I mean, that's, that's, not, that's not the right answer for the question, but, uh, but that, that's a pretty big deal for me. Yeah, no, it's, I think you're right. In some ways, it doesn't get enough attention in the sports world what he's done, you know. Um, who is the last driver that you texted? The last driver I texted, uh, it was Cal uh, Bush. <laughs> there's there's a thing with you you're you're always asking him for help huh <laughs> yeah there is always something yeah. there is always something and uh you know everyone in my team has been has been very good but uh obviously Kyle has been it's been very good to me uh we, we, we spent some good time together actually in the last couple of weeks we've been working out on Tuesday so so that that, that has been kind of fun uh working out with him and uh and having some fun does Kyle always text you back sometimes he doesn't text me back no, he, he texts me back, and he, he, for some reason he doesn't, I call him. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you consider race car drivers to be entertainers? I think I think most of the race car drivers uh, have a good attitude, you know, good, just you know, just just a good personality, and and uh, and we're always having fun and enjoying this. We do this every weekend, and uh, if you don't enjoy this and you don't have fun with interviews and stuff. You're going to get tired of it, so uh, I feel like we are, yes. What is your middle finger policy on the racetrack? Uh, I think I think respect, you know. Um, I, I, I read somewhere this week that drivers are like elephants. We never forget what happened, and that's true. Actually, it's very, very true. I still remember every single person that hit me when I was racing go-karts and I hit them back the next week. <laughs> so that's that's true. I mean, that's 100% right. And in the racetrack, it's the same. I know who raised me clean. I know who raised me with respect. I know who raised me aggressive all the time. And I raised him back the same way. So I think that's that's something very important. So have you ever flipped somebody? Do you ever flip the middle finger at somebody? Uh, yes. I don't, remember, <laughs> I don't remember who, but last year I did a couple of times. So you, you touched on this a little bit, but some drivers do keep a payback list, you know, when you need to get somebody back. If somebody does you a favor on the track, do you also try to pay that back? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I'm, that's what I mean with, with respect. You know, uh, sometimes for some reason you are running fifth and you are slower than the guy in, in sixth and he can't pass you. You know, you, you, you have to just try to help him a little bit and maybe he can go to get the next one so you never know and uh, maybe next weekend or maybe later on the race you're going to be better than that guy and he's going to give you the he, he, he won't give you a hard time to to, to, to get that position so I, I feel like everything is you know how you raise people is, is the way that they're going to they're going to raise you what uh, who is the most famous person you've had dinner with uh, Carlos Slim. <laughs> I had a feeling you might say that. That's a pretty famous person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a great guy, a good, good friend. Um, I think my first dinner with him it was when I had when when I was maybe eight, seventeen or eighteen years old. I was nervous as hell, but uh, yeah. but now we we are good friends. That's good. What is something about yourself that you would like to improve? Something about myself I would like to improve. I think. Uh, Sometimes just to be more patient. Uh, I'm very hard to myself, and I, I push myself very hard. And when the results are not, you know, coming together, I just get mad to myself, and and that's not a good thing. Sometimes instead to move forward, you just get stuck a little bit. Maybe maybe that's something I have to improve. So the question from the last interview I did was with Casey Kane, and I asked each driver to give me a question for the next guy. So he wanted to know from you. How living in North Carolina compares to 
you know, where you grew up in Mexico and, and how you've adjusted and how you like it? Well, it's, uh, it's very different. In the beginning, my first couple of years living in the, in the U.S., it was very, very tough because for so many different reasons. I, I didn't have money. I didn't have family. I didn't have friends. I didn't, I didn't speak the language. And, uh, and it was tough, but I had a dream in my head and I wanted to work so hard for it and uh, luckily work out well. Um, and I think, you know, live away from family and, and away from from everyone that you grew up, you know, hanging and hanging out and, 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 and living around. That's that's difficult. But, you know, you start again and you start making friends, you start making, you know, new new things around. Now in racing, you know, you don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of time to, to be in North Carolina, just a few days per week. So um, it's been a big challenge. But right now. Honestly, if you ask me, Eden, would you move back to Mexico? I, I will say no. I, I prefer to, to stay to North Carolina. I love North Carolina, and, and hopefully I can bring my family more often. Interesting. So I don't know who the next interview is going to be with, but can you try to think of a question that I can ask another driver for the next interview? Uh, a good question would be if, uh, you know, as a race car driver, we are always competing each other. Uh, and we know that uh, we're going to be racing each other in an hour or two. If a driver that you know that is, can, can be competitive or is, is coming competitive ask you for advice, would you tell that driver everything 100%, 90% or how much are you going to help that driver out to be successful in the racetrack? Because eventually maybe it can beat you out a little bit. Right. That's a really good question. Okay, well, thank you for joining us. Thank you, man. No problem. So there you have it, 12 questions with Daniel Suarez. I appreciate him taking the time on race day to do that. Uh, it was very nice of him. And uh, usually at this point, I give a bunch of shout-outs to patrons who have helped get me to the track and, and keep the podcast going and let me do these interviews and all that stuff. I just have one this week, Matt Schlosser. And the reason I don't have more than one is because I'm all caught up now. <laughs> so... Uh, April has not been the big booming month for patron signups that uh, January, February, March were sort of leveled off a little bit. So uh, I don't really have any more shout outs to give at this time. If you are interested in getting a shout out on the podcast, uh, that's available for $10 more per month patrons on my Patreon page. If you want to learn more about becoming a patron, go to Patreon dot com slash jeff underscore gluck that's my page also if you are a patron and you didn't hear your shout out or you think that i may have missed it or whatever uh, shoot me an email jeff at jeffgluck.com i can check and see if i somehow missed it or tell you which episode yours was on or i can just give you another shout out it's fine I don't mind. <laughs> but anyway, let me know if, if you think that's the case, if you think that I missed you. Thanks, as always, for listening. The next podcast will be with Mike Joy. Um, kind of an interesting one, talking about his Twitter use. It's the social spotlight, and that will come out tomorrow. So until then, thanks for listening, and talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. <laughs>